everyone. Hope everyone is doing good today. Um, I am so stoked for my conversation with Eric Gilmet today. He is a, a model, an actor, and most recently, the cover star of my new book, Confessions of a Callboy. Hardcover and audiobook are coming soon. So I'm going to bring Eric into the conversation. Hey, what's up, dude? How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for for joining me today on this on this chat. Yeah, God, dude. Thanks for having me. I literally was just battling traffic on the way here, and uh, I made it in one yeah. piece. Didn't kill anyone. <laughs> Maybe said a few mean things to some people while I was driving, but we're here, and we're about to talk about your book. It's L.A. It happens. Totally get it. Oh, uh, so L.A. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was just showing, I have to, I'm going to send you a copy of this, but I was just kind of showing everybody the book. Um, I just want to say quickly that a portion of all the proceeds to everyone who's watching, a portion of all the proceeds um, of each sale goes to benefit Equality California. Um, I partnered with them on this launch and it is the largest um, LGBTQIA civil rights organization in the state and they advocate for the rights of LGBT community. Um, so if you do purchase the book, guys, if you're watching, and I hope that you do, um, you're also supporting um, LGBTQ youth and the community at large just in time for Pride Month, which is in June. Um, so Eric, so That's without- That's amazing. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. Round of applause for that. That's great. Yeah, I'm excited about that, um, that, they, that we joined forces on this. Yeah. So. So yeah, without further ado, I wanted to get into some questions um, and I'm gonna kind of bring up the book intermittently throughout um, and it'll just be a fun conversation. So um, you, I wanted to start with how you and I got connected because we, I think I told you this a while back, but we first, we were both a part of a, a social media um, platform called FlipFit where we reviewed men's clothing and men's like grooming products. This jacket? from FlipFit. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is, I still wear it. So a lot of my favorite clothing actually came from that app. So they yeah. made, they had really good stuff. I, I kind of was bummed out that they stopped doing clothes. Um, but yeah, I, I love their stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we got connected that way. And I'll let you continue telling the, the, the story. Yeah, no, I just blindly reached out. And I was like, I need you to be on the cover of my upcoming book because you when i saw you you had kind of you kind of looked how i always envisioned this character to be um in, his name is rick noble in the book and he originally appeared as a really minor character in the first book that i wrote called uncharted waters um but i knew that there was like more to him and i really wanted to flesh him out and give him his own um his own story and and he's just kind of this like athletic, um, all-American, like handsome New Yorker, and his family completely goes broke, and he has to move to LA to kind of start his own life for himself. Um, so, and so we're so we're going handsome, all-American New Yorker that moved to LA. Yeah. Okay, so all-American got it. Handsome, eh, yeah. All right, Boston. I'm from Boston originally, so that's it. You know, we'll, we'll we'll pair those two together. Now I live in Los Angeles. There we are. <laughs> we got there. No, but I was going to ask you, like, so when did you move to LA from Boston? I've been. I moved out of the Northeast about must have been about seven years ago, roughly. 
And then I traveled all over the place. Uh, you know, I, I lived in Australia for a bit. I traveled to Europe, Asia. Um, I was living in Northern California. I was living in the middle of the country in Kansas City for a little bit. And wow. then I ended up here uh, kind of on a whim about two and a half, three years ago in that range. And uh, man, my life has changed so much since I got here. Yeah, I'm sure. And so like, what was the impetus to come out? Were you always wanting to pursue modeling? Um, you know, I, no, um, <laughs> I, I got out here with very little plan. My, my background is in fitness. I was fitness coaching. Um, you know, most of my fans know the gist of that story, but just for anyone who's watching, you know, I, I have a background in fitness coaching. I've been doing that for like about seven years and my real background is actually in mathematics. So I studied mathematics. I went to school to go work on wall street and then I started traveling and didn't do that. And, um, and then I ended up here. Uh, I got out of a relationship. I didn't really know what to do. I ended up down here and I done like part-time fitness modeling to get to this point. And then once I was here, I booked a shoot and then I booked a paid shoot and I was like, yo, people actually probably make good money doing this. I wonder if I can make it a career, a career. And, uh, you know, I, I always say the rest is history, but like the rest kind of became history. And it's just been every day has been a freaking adventure since I got here. And, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm booked and blessed and acting, modeling, still coaching, influencing, whatever. I'm an entrepreneur of sorts. Exactly. And you're and you are the product, which is like the best thing. I am uh, the product. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I do want to talk about your acting, too. But I wanted to, um, yeah, kind of just touch on like, so again, like Rick Noble, the main character in this book, he, as the title suggests, becomes a male prostitute and mm -hmm. and faces some crazy adventures and so i was wondering if there was any stories like from your early model modeling days that you were just like a crazy kind of like modeling story about like funny or scary or anything like that you wanted to share maybe you know it's crazy i've been <laughs> i've been blessed to not have been put like put in a bad situation yet you know i a lot of i hear i hear the horror stories i hear about people shooting with photographers that you know uh, overstep or someone tries to take advantage of someone else. I hear about that all the time. And to be honest, that's one of the, the issues of the industry for both male and female modeling that um, it needs to be kind of cleaned up. And I hope in my time of being a model, I'm able to contribute to the cleaning up of that uh, as much as possible. But for me, I mean, I, I, like I said, I've been, knock on wood, there's wood here. Uh, I, I've been blessed to not have been put in a bad situation. I mean, I've had some crazy shoots all over the place. You know, I've shot in uh, all over, you know, obviously Los Angeles, Miami, New York, uh, Detroit, Texas, St. Uh, Thomas, Tulum. Um, I've just been, I've really been taken all over from, from living this life. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess long story short is I don't have any crazy, like, put yourself in a bad situation you know things but uh yeah it's been it's been a wild ride no that's awesome that's really that's good news to hear um yeah, good news <laughs> and how did you start getting on the cover of books like how did that kind of come about right so chris correa uh the one who shot our book cover um he reached Great. out to me back around the time of the pandemic when it started and we scheduled a shoot he was like hey i do book covers and you know, the, this journey of mine is, it's been very like next step, like step by step. And like, that was just something that fell on my lap. And I was like, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's see if I like it. And I ended up liking it. I ended up doing really well with it. And uh, then 
other photographers started shooting me. Me and Chris started selling like crazy. I mean, all of Chris's authors that he has in his book clubs are uh, phenomenal. Most of, most of them have put me on multiple books of theirs. Um, you know, and it's just been a, it's, it's actually been a cool thing to actually be inspiration for someone to write. You know, now some of his authors use my look and my mantra a little bit as inspiration. So um, I'm coming up on a hundred book covers actually, believe it or what? not. Uh, Hopefully within the next like two months, I will eclipse that number, but we'll see. Um, okay. Yeah, and that's, that's wild. It's, again, never, never knew this industry existed until I got into modeling. Well, neither did I, and I'm an author. So like, it's like a completely <laughs> niche. It's so uh, yeah, it's so kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a vibe. Yeah. And then, you know, you also are an actor and we were talking before oh i guess like was that kind of a natural progression from the modeling or was that something that you just wanted to do as like a kid or anything um so my i didn't really have aspirations to do it as a kid uh you know i i had a very traditional like upbringing you know like go to college you know get good grades go to college you know played all sports all that stuff and, and i did great with all, with all that stuff and then um when i started modeling my you know after a few months i met my manager paul who is uh, still my manager today he is one of the greatest people i have in my life so paul if you're watching love you um <laughs> and he inspired me he was like you know after about six months of modeling he's like have you ever thought about acting and i was like i mean no but why not try it like like that's that's what this whole journey has been for me it's been try things if i like it keep going with it if it feels right do it i actually had to learn like how to like turn my brain off I kind of stopped thinking because I came from an analytical math numbers yeah. background and I like pulled that out of my head and I said, no, no, no. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to listen here, listen to my gut, like let my heart, like if I feel, if it feels good, do it. And that drove me to acting. And then I started taking acting classes. I started studying, you know, Meisner and Stanislavski and understanding all of those different acting techniques. And then uh my acting today is 25 times better than it was when i started and uh and i'm sure that that progression will also continue and now i'm getting books for more movies uh auditioning more i have uh, a film i'm shooting next week and you know it's just been a it's been a natural progression of hard work and uh yeah we're just getting started so of course here's, here's to the start and hopefully this will get made into a movie one day and then you can be in the movie too be perfect great. that would be pretty wild <laughs> play, play your own character that you're on the book cover for i wonder right. has that ever happened did fabio ever play himself i don't know that would be a, we sh i should research that and see if not yeah. you'd be that's uh, wild yeah i uh it's funny because like i you know obviously 100 book covers is kind of like a milestone and I looked it up and I was like, how many book covers does Fabio have? Just, I want to know. And he's got like 470 something. So I got a ways to go, but you know, like I was like, that's absolutely wild. The dude's almost got 500 book covers. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. He's made a real career out of that. Yeah. Um, so what you were just saying that you're you are starting, you're starting to shoot a movie next week and then you've, you have one coming out like soon too. So can you give us a little teaser as to what those are about? Yeah, so um, the one that's coming out in June is a dinosaur movie, and um, the one that I'm shooting next week is like a, a cheerleader murder movie, and um, those are kind of like the the little subplots of the of the of the uh, movies. And then you know I'm on hold for a bunch of projects too. It's a uh, it's crazy how how you know what's funny is when I started doing this career, I was like 
oh, modeling and acting, they're like the same thing. And they're not at all, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I didn't grow up in an entertainment household. I didn't have, like, mom trying to get me into, you know, to go do drama club. Like, no, I never knew anything. Don't go do theater. No, I knew nothing. And so I got out here, and I was so green. And then once I got going with it, I really started to understand how it all, how it all works and how it all clicks. So, sure. um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of projects that will be coming down the pipe. I mean, I filmed a four, for four months. I shot a feature here in, uh, like, Glendale Burbank area. And that one, I'm hoping that will be out by the end of the year. That one, I was the male lead in. That was, like, a um, thriller, murder, romance, I guess. There's a whole bunch of genres that that touches on. So I'm excited for that one, too. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to, to check them out. You'll have to keep everybody posted. I'll um, make sure everyone is appraised. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, the character in the book, Rick, he gets into involved in some pretty crazy situations. Um, and a lot of that is because, you know, like, he, again, like, he lost all his money. He, um, you know, he just, he, he, he's not, he can't afford to turn any opportunities down, no matter how crazy they are, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people maybe can relate to that moving to a new city. Um, how, what kind of work have you turned down? Like, have, has there been any kind of stuff that you or won't do, you know, like any? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm so blessed. Like I, I really am a very lucky and fortunate person because I've gotten to the point in my career that I can say no to things. And <laughs> I say no more than I say yes now, which is actually a really nice, um, nice place to be because you know when you start going with modeling and acting and influencing and the whole entertainment industry it's very like um how do i describe it? it's very like whatever gets thrown your way take it because you need it but now i don't need it i i just get to do the things that i want especially like the creative projects like the editorials that are me that actually represent me i mean my photography has has changed so much because I'm only doing projects that actually I feel like are a representation of me, not just like someone else depicting how they want me to look. Um, you know, right. so I, I started doing when I first got into it, I did so much underwear, swimwear, you name it, I did it. And, um, and I've obviously gone the whole progression, but now uh, I'm able to be pretty selective. And it's a uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I have that. And I'm, I'm lucky that I'm as booked and blessed as I am. I mean, I, I talk to other models and actors and they're like, dude, like, I just want something. I need something. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to manifest it for you. I want you to get something because that's the other thing is like this industry, everyone would think it's very cutthroat and it's very like, oh, like, I don't want you to get it. But it's like, if you're friends in the industry, like you want your friends to be booked, you want your friends to flourish. And that's, uh, that's been my experience with it. Maybe I'm speaking on just my account. I don't know about everyone else. <laughs> no, that's good though. That's, that's your, that's your path, you know? Yeah. And you're bringing up kind of like, you know, influencing and stuff. So like, talk to me about your relationship with social media. Like, do you feel pressure to produce content? Like, do you, do you have to look for a balance? Does it feel like work? Like, how do you feel about all that? It's definitely a balance. It's a, um, it's a day to day, like, analysis, because mm -hmm. some weeks, I am booked every day for shoots of sorts or or whatever i'm booked for something right and if that's the case i don't have a whole lot of time to make content but on days on those times that i'm not i'm like all right well i can make more content for these brands or just for myself for my own personal content um I, i'll reach out to a photographer and be like hey like i have this cool like creative series like want to shoot it you know and so 
it's really a, a balancing act. You're always kind of juggling based on what you've got going on. And um, yeah, I would say that's a, the best way to answer it. I mean, social media, I am extremely grateful for social media. I think that it gets a horrible reputation because people look at it in such a negative light, but it is well, social media, we wouldn't be talking right now, you know, yeah. and it, it is literally just the greatest connector of, of humans. And, uh, and so for me, I always keep that in the back of my mind, especially, you know, on the days when social media can be a little toxic. And I'm like, you know, I just, I just need to like take some time off. But I always remember like 90% of the connect connections that I've made in real life and human interaction are because of social, social media. So God bless. Yeah, no, it is crazy how you know just how technology has advanced in that way and like yeah you make friends just from being on instagram you know that, that you take into your real life and it's actually kind of a, a beautiful thing if you know within you just have to everyone has to just kind of keep their their head on straight and remember that's not everything you know but yeah and also like there's you know there's highlight it's a highlight reel 90 percent of the time like i still keep personal stuff private for me because well, why would I share everything that's personal about me on on a platform? And then I have nothing that's private, you know, like uh, that. I don't think that that's a very healthy balance. You know, you need to you need to be balanced. And I think that, um, you know, for especially for people that consume social media content creators, you know, usually have have an understanding that you're not just supposed to spew everything out there. But a lot of consumers of social media content of like their favorite creators and stuff, they think that they're getting everything and it's like it's impossible and then they become greedy you know what i mean it's, it's like it's impossible to to create that environment where you just like are giving giving because it's a constant give and it's a very little receive so yeah um yeah i think you're right everyone just needs to keep the damn head on straight <laughs> if we all do that we have some good perspective we're fine yeah um and you know, amidst all the salacious scenes that are in this book, guys, um, confession—love that word. <laughs> Confessions of a Callboy is really a story. Like the main themes are self-acceptance and self-love. Um, and I know that you advocate, speaking of social media, for those things on your channels. I'll see you do like your post-it notes on your mirror, and and you kind of just wish people to have like to have a good day and. I think that's really inspiring and beautiful to use the platform that you do have for good, you know, or I mean, not that it's bad otherwise, but you know, just to kind of spread that love. Um, so two, this is a kind of a two part question, but you are you writing poetry? Are you a writer as well? I am a writer. Um, I'm working on a book right now, a little, uh, little insider info there. I yeah, that's that'll be the first part of the answer. What's the next next question? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it's I think it's great because I think people are definitely kind of um, I think that's one of the reasons why you're why people continue maybe to follow you is because you have such a nice um, outlook and provide such a nice um, optimism on the world. And the second part of that question was just about self acceptance and just like, you know, have you are you happy kind of where you are now and have you accepted you know yourself and all of the ways and like, you know, or do you think you know it's an ever evolving journey and you know it's a process yeah well first off thank you um for for recognizing that i you know i really try look doing what i do everything is for me right everything is me 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 i'm model actor like i'm doing everything for me and the biggest part of what i do is being able to share my journey with people and my mindset and my you know my heart and all of that and my, my goal there is to i want everyone to just be happy man 
like I am happy. Like, like, you know, when you just like hit that green light of happiness and it's just like flashing in your face, you're like, wow, this is what it feels like because this feeling is, is electric. It is what wakes me up every day. It's what makes me do what I do every day. And I want to share that with people. I want to share that with everyone who's able, as many people as I can. And because I just want people to be happy. So if I'm able to make anyone who follows me, if I can make their day a little bit better, just by giving a little glimpse of like, you know, I literally write in the morning and those post-it notes are literally, I used to write them, read them, and then I'll throw them away the next day. And I was like, well, this isn't helping anyone except for me. So I started putting them on my mirror because I was like, no, this will help people. And, um, you know, and and that's, uh, you know, that's just a small little part of it. But, uh, you know, to, to go back to the second part of your question there, yeah, you know, I write and and i do feel extremely happy and satisfied with where i am now i am competitive i am very goal oriented and i'm going to keep striving for more you know that end goal of being you know an a-list actor of being you know a top model all those things that i am working towards those are still those are still driving me every day but guess what i'm happy on this journey and i am happy with what i have now and that drives me to that goal and makes that whole journey beautiful. Because if, it, if I was just end goal, if I was just end game, like, you know, like, oh, I'll be happy once I get to, you know, once I am a A-list actor, well, guess what? You're probably going to be miserable along the way and you're not going to even make it there because you're going to fall off, off, off your path. But for me, I'm just letting my, my happiness drive me. And uh, I think that's very evident in the content that I share and the mantra that I give off. So uh, by be, me being able to share all of that, I'm happy that everyone can see that. And actually, you know, you, like you said it, you, you get that genuine representation of that's how I actually am. And the, the best thing I, I, I get is when I show up somewhere in person and they're like, Oh, you're exactly like how like you kind of portray like your yourself, like you're not just faking it. Cause there's a lot of fakers out there, you know? So, yeah. No, I love that. And I think you're right. You know, I think that if you keep this, this goal, right, this kind of amorphous goal and then you get to it and then you get it and you're like, well, what's the next thing you aren't you don't ever find like the satisfaction in the journey you know and I, so i think you're completely on you know on the ball on that absolutely i mean like you know i i see people that are you know again money is is a measure of success fully aware of that i'm i'm i work hard i make i make good money you know i i i, I appreciate money um but if you just do stuff for the money th- then th- it's not going to satisfy you like if you're you know a lot of people, you know, you make, let's say you make $100,000 a year. Guess what? Your next goal is going to be like 125. And then after that, it's going to be 150. And then it's going to be 200. And then it's going to be, and it's like, it gets to the point that if you're making that money and you're happy on that journey and that trajectory, golden, enjoy it, do it. But if yeah. you're literally just making the money and that is your driving factor, it will never be enough. And that's why you see millionaires, even some billionaires that are actually miserable in real life and because they have the ability to have whatever they want and they still don't have the things that actually matter the little things the happiness the all of that stuff so that's the that's the driving factor yeah well i did get i put out a little question um you know q a for anybody who wanted to send in some questions and we got a ton but i kind of distilled it down to just some three of the most asked or like the good ones So the first one is from um, Kiara, and she just said, what's your favorite thing about your followers? Interestingly enough, we were just talking about that. Interesting. Um, Kiara. So my favorite thing about my followers is that, like, because, again, I'm connected to a lot of influencers. I'm connected to a lot of models. And 
you know, some of them that have like millions of followers, you know, th we all talk about like how our following is. And some of them, they have like really mean comments and mean messages and like messages of hate. I feel for them so much. And that also makes me like, it sounds bad, but that makes me appreciate what I have more because like my followers are so supportive. They, they take the, the positive energy that I give out and most of them give it right back to me. And it is just like a, like a ping pong game of positive, happy, positive, happy, you know? And it's like, that's the best part about me and my following is that I have that, I have that environment. Like I'm very, very lucky to have that. So uh, that's really cool to me. And then, um, you know, and I would say that the, another cool part is a lot of them are so open with me. They share how I've impacted their life. Like I did, um, I did a, a podcast that I actually put on my story today. And that was with a, a, a friend of mine who's a person who's become a friend because he was following me and I inspired him. And then I started coaching him. And then um, he's, he has a podcast series and all that. And it just morphed. And he, one of the best parts of that interview was he literally like said back to me things that I said to him very early on in our discussions. And he quoted me like five times during that segment where he was, just, you know, and I was just like, it just did my heart so good to like see that like the positive impact that I left on his life and to feel that back because nine times out of 10, I don't hear, I don't hear like the positive impact that I give because no one, you know, you can give impact, but you have no trace of it. Right. So right. for me and my followers to have that, that's, that's huge for me. So good, good question, Kara. <laughs> um, Stuart wanted to know what is the chest tattoo? Oh, um, the chest tattoo, uh, it's in the process of being removed, not because of the symbolism, but because <laughs> this sounds superficial. It takes away from my face. Um, I got it before I started lifting weights. And since then, and it's like graffiti, right? It says, it says family this way. And then upside down, it says forever. I love my family. I'll have them forever. But the actual tattoo itself, like is a distraction from my face. And a lot of stuff I do is shirtless or open chested or whatever. And it always used to get covered up by makeup. And it just became like a thing where I was like, you know what, if I'm doing this seriously, I should just remove it because I would always get asked, what does it say? Cause it like, it like warped from like lifting and all that stuff. You can't, yeah. it's, it's not legible. So, um, so anyways, I love my family. They're, they're in my life forever, but the tattoo is gone. <laughs> How does, does that hurt? That must hurt. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, I, it's very painful. I would say it's about 10 times as painful as actually getting tattooed. Oh my God. Well, yeah. thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder of uh, think twice before you get a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, and then the last question was from Robert and, it, and he was just kind of asking like, what are the qualities other than physical that you like are most interested in or attracted to in a person? That's, that's a great question. So I would say both romantically, uh, friendship wise, even professionally, I, I of course care what you look like on the outside, especially in a romantic relationship, you know, that obviously, like, we all judge books by its cover, <laughs> pun intended. Um, <laughs> that's why your book will do hopefully great. Um, but, uh, you know, we all have that, that ability. That's like, like, probably what draws us to each other first and foremost. Yeah. And especially in this town that I live in, Los Angeles, there's a lot of tens walking around. There's tens everywhere. There's uh, beautiful people everywhere you go. But the thing that really does it for me is actual the actual person on the inside. If you are a genuine, happy, independent person, like you are decisive, you know, all that stuff, that is what really, what really does it for me, you know? Um, 
uh, if you're a 10 on the, on the outside, but a zero on the inside, it sounds uh, judgmental, but I think you're kind of a zero altogether. <laughs> um, so, you know, being really good in here and being connected, like I think that the sexiest thing is happiness. I think anyone who is happy with their life is is sexy. And that's, uh, that, that's my, uh, my, my, uh, my taste is, is happiness. No, that's a great answer. I agree with you. I think anyone who has like a smile, it's just like, it's so infectious. You know, it's like the best thing in the world to see a happy person. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and it's funny because we live in a world of actors. So anyone can say whatever they want to say, they can say words and there could be no meaning behind them. But if you actually make me feel your happiness and I might, I'm able to get that without opening my mouth, if I can feel that in your eyes, I can feel that in your, in your touch. That's yeah, that's, that's worth its weight in gold. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in today. I just wanted to do a little reminder if you tuned in late that Confessions of a Callboy is available now. The link in my bio. This is Eric on the cover. Um, you can pre-order the ebook or um, buy the actual paperback um, today. So hardcover and audiobook are coming soon. Be sure to follow to, uh, for updates on those. And um, every every um, purchase again goes to benefit Equality California, um, which is I love that. LGBTQ um, advocacy and civil rights organization. Um, and if you guys, so which I hope you do, imagine Eric in as the lead character. I am the callboy. <laughs> <laughs> I got casted for the role. Thank you for casting me. But for real, everyone that's watching, yeah, go uh, go check out the book. Kyle is obviously extremely talented, um, and as you can tell from this interview, he's a uh, not just talented as a writer, but he's actually probably even an even better person, I would have to say, just from my time of knowing you. So buy his book, especially since it benefits uh, the LGBTQ um, community as well. I think that that's amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. That's so nice. And and it was so great to finally like have a full conversation and, and get to know you a little bit better. And you're just, you're, you're an amazing guy. And um, I'm so happy to have been, you know, partner on this with you. This is so exciting. We are now connected via social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I won't keep you, but have a great day and, and a happy Memorial Day weekend. And, um, and thanks a lot. And happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone watching as well. Thank you guys for coming on and sending so much love. Have an awesome weekend. All right, bye. Bye.